0: i'm sarah tasker i'm jen carrington and this is letters from a hopeful creative
1: hi sarah hi jen we have another coronavirus related question to dive into now
0: excellent i think this is all anyone wants to talk about right now anyway to be honest (laughs) shall i read it out yes please
1: hello Sarah and Jen I want to start by saying thank you for the lovely content you create on this podcast as well as your individual platforms you have both been instruments in my journey from a shy creative lurking on Instagram to a blogger writing about creativity to fully embracing the value I can offer new writers as a book editor and writing memoir today's letter writer is called Sarah and that is just the sweetest thing My question today is probably being echoed in so many of the others you've heard in the wake of the global pandemic, but I'm going to ask it anyway in the hope that you can offer your gentle wisdom to lift my spirits. So here we go. I took a lot of time around the new year setting goals and my intentions for my editing business for the year. I wanted to hit certain financial targets, expand my offerings and begin to see myself as a business rather than a freelancer. I set my word of the year as abundant, and in the first quarter it really felt that that was working for me. However, since the pandemic, I've seen so much talk online about how it is already affecting small creative businesses. So as we move into the second quarter, in the midst of these difficult times, I wonder what your advice is around modifying business goals. I don't feel it would be wise to continue on as though nothing has changed, but I don't feel ready to accept that my business could run completely dry. What do you suggest for focusing my energy and efforts moving forward? do you have any suggestions about what businesses such as mine could work on when client work might not be coming in for some time? And do you have any encouraging words from your own experiences about being able to actually grow a business even when it seems unlikely? Thank you in advance for what I'm sure will be inspirational words, Sarah.
0: What a lovely letter and so much to resonate with in there. In fact... Did I write this letter? Am I the Sarah?
1: (laughs) I got so excited when I saw this in like our um, spreadsheet for where letters get sent into because I have had some version of this in my inbox from so many of my clients this past week. Yeah. I've literally saying, Jen, how do I refocus? How do I adjust to this? And the thing I've said to all of them is, okay, we've got two things here. You have two jobs as a business owner. First job is ride out this crisis. Second job is still steer the shape of your business in the way you wanted to. Because the worst thing you could do right now is just survive the crisis (laughs) and not still sow the seeds for where you want to go in the long run. Because this crisis one day will be over. It'll be a footnote in the story of your business, hopefully. It will not be the story of your business. So I think we've got to, as business owners now, we are riding out this wave while still steering the ship of our business and I think Sarah's question obviously there's my friend Kate Ferris of Simple and Seeds and said it beautifully the other day on Instagram she said we have to grieve the goals we set for this year yes and now many of us are saying well how do I survive instead of thrive this year and I think I think we all can sit in that together I know my kind of vision for the year is definitely being adjusted I know for you Sarah you set a big goal for this year right
0: (laughs) yeah my impossible goal for this year was to try and make a million pounds without sacrificing any of my values so impossible in the sense that I didn't really expect to get there but now I certainly will not be getting there and it doesn't feel appropriate to be chasing that kind of big financial growth at all for me off of my business so yeah grieving for the goals and grieving for all that work and all of that kind of projection and mental imagination that we were doing for how we were going to use this time this year is definitely the first step and I, I'm really glad you said Jen as well about just needing to survive because none of this stuff even comes into play I don't think until you've got the survival piece in lockdown. like it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs isn't it and goals can really matter and the the steering the ship of the business does really matter, but it only matters if the business survives in some shape or form.
1: And I think every single one of us is having some question right now about what does survival look like. I know, I'm sure, Sarah. This will you'll be okay with me saying this for both of us. I know our first point of call is with savings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we have savings to last us some amount of time. If you know, if we make absolutely no money, obviously the first survival instinct also supposed has to be well. I can. I'm sure we can still make some money. We have talked about selling in the past episode. Yeah. <laughs> This week, as I was starting to get emails from my clients, and I'm actually out of office this week, but I tried to get back to as many as I could, even though I was out of office, just because I felt like, oh, I don't want to leave you guys a week until I can speak to you. The thing that was going through my mind at first, was like, I need to be grounded and centered so I don't put any of my anxiety onto my wonderful clients.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I was like, I think it's my job to acknowledge the fact that, yeah, many of us could face financial hardship, but all possibilities have not been taken off the table, right?
0: And it's all unknown. It's completely unknown. So many of us could face financial hardship, but some people are probably going to do better. Right now, we have no idea who that's going to be.
1: Exactly. And I think, I don't know how you feel, Sarah. I feel very, what I do feel I know for sure right now is that I can't make any long-term plans because I don't know how this is going to play out. So the permission slip I've given myself is to take it a quarter at a time. in terms of adjusting my plans making plans figuring things out because it is too impossible I couldn't write you know a one a 12 month plan right now I have literally no idea what the world's gonna look like six months from now
0: I send a weekly email to my VA Naomi and just right now at the moment like the world has changed in between each one of those emails so much and we keep commenting on it like a week goes by and then I send another and I'm like, okay, well, here's where the world is at now. So yeah, even the idea of projecting for next quarter feels like it would be a wasted effort because I have no concept of what my people are going to need from me, what I'm going to need where we're all going to be, where business is going to be, where my health is going to be, any of those things. But I would say, like, my goals that I have set down, the planning I've done, I don't see that as completely, like, out the window. Some of it is postponed, and it's postponed indefinitely, but I feel okay with that. I feel okay with the idea that, you know, we all still have time, and I do genuinely believe the world will come out of this. Like, I, you only have to look at China. They already... Like, here's my metrics. Apple stores and McDonald's have opened again there. So, like, things are clearly returning to some semblance of normal. And they're a few months ahead of us. So a few months from now, I think we will be looking at things really differently. That might not mean that growth goals are still appropriate at that point. But there will come a time when they probably will be. And then in the meantime, I'm kind of really trying to lean into the challenge of, what are my goals for this exact scenario? Like, here is the reality. Here are the neutral facts of the circumstance that I'm living in, what do I want to achieve within this framework?
1: Yeah. I also, everyone listening has to understand, like, we are literally figuring this out in real time. Like, we only got put on lockdown on Monday or have I completely lost track of time? It was Monday, right?
0: Yeah, it's just, it's not even been a week for us. So, Okay, yeah. so
1: yeah. Processing. I, the best, we have whiplash. But the thing I'm holding onto in that question of, well, what's my goal for surviving the crisis is I want to be proud of how I deal with this crisis. Does that make sense? Like, that's my biggest thing is like, how can I get through this with my integrity intact, with my values leading the way? How can I rise up as the best version of myself? Because that's what my clients need. That's what my readers need. That's what the people listening to this podcast need. And that's what I need. Because... I need me to be the best version of me because everything else already feels wildly after
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And that's why, like, I'm cautious about saying this because I think it can be dangerous taken too far. But this situation, when we look at it from a completely neutral, factual perspective, presents opportunities as well as risks and threats and all of the terrible things. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, Oh my God, it's an amazing opportunity. Let's go and like make masks and make money. None of that bullshit. And definitely not even like, you know, that you have to spend the next however many months doing anything. But what is available to you, to your business right now that would feel really good and would benefit you in your business? And asking those questions, I think, gives you permission to do something that is so specific to the situation that we are in that you could never have set goals for it, you could never have planned for it. Like, we're able to nourish and nurture our communities right now. People have got the time, everyone's online. Like, that, the amount of Instagram lives that are popping up whenever I'm online, like, that is an amazing opportunity to make those connections so strong and so valuable that wouldn't have existed if this hadn't happened. Yeah, the thing that keeps whirling around my mind, the question
1: is what would it look like to run my business in this time from a place of trust and optimism? Because I think you can't run business from a place of just, well, I'm not going to make any money this year.
0: Fear and lack. Yeah. Why would you?
1: Like, Here's the thing. Maybe some of us don't make any money this year. I can't predict. But none of us can predict that. (laughs) But if we go into it like that, I mean, optimism is like the beating heart of a business. The endless possibilities. And I think, how can we trust what we've built? How can we stay optimistic? How can we take care of ourselves? The thing also I was thinking about is, you know, a lot of us, yeah, we start the year off with some goals and intentions for the year. And right now it feels like a lot of it's gone out the window, but we still have permission to ask ourselves, well, how can I still honor what I still want and need from this year? So for example, for me, my word of the year is simple. It was really, this year wasn't planned for me to be a big growth year in business. It was a year I wanted to really simplify things not that they already aren't very simple because that's how I run business, <laughs> but I wanted a year of really living in the simplicity and a year of really honing in on that slim, slim, <laughs> oh <my> God, simplicity. <laughs> and a year of really bringing some more layers of simplicity into it too. No one's taking my, my ability to do that. And so for our letter writer today who said, you know, my word of the year was abundance. Okay, maybe, just maybe that can't look like the same financial abundance you may be able to pursue if there wasn't a world health crisis, which is also creating an economic crisis. However, is that true? No, that is just a hypothesis that many people are curious about. You know what I mean? That small businesses are going to take a financial hit this year, but that's not actually fact. A client emailed me the other day and she said, Jen, these, these are my expectations for myself in this time. And she listed all these things she wanted to achieve and do and it's really funny something I've been doing with a lot of my clients recently because in, impatience is the biggest killer of any form of business growth i found because impatience puts you in a really crazy mindset mm. is to say when you're impatient you say to me Jen I am impatient and then we face the impatience head on and I actually think in this time impatience is probably something on the other side of the whiplash a lot of us are going to be facing because we might be frustrated that we can't do what we wanted to do um, but anyway she emailed me all these things and she was like these are my expectations for this time and I was like okay but we need to turn expectations into intentions because expectations is just sitting there with a handout whereas intentions is us getting down and making it possible for ourselves and so what I mean by that is if you have goals intentions and words for the year this year it's going to be a real opportunity for us to live in that word even when our circumstances might not be living that word as much but does that make any sense Sarah?
0: Yes completely completely.
1: So if we take abundance for example if you maybe won't hit the financial targets that you plan to hit this year, what else can abundance mean for you? Can like s- you
0: straight away I thought, I bet most people right now have an abundance of time. And for so many of us, that is the one of the biggest lacks in our business most of the time, right? If someone had said to you, I'm gonna give you like three weeks at home to do whatever you want for your business, what would you have put on that list without the coronavirus kind of fear into the mix?
1: Yeah. And what about an abundance of perspective? Yes. Because that is what this has given me. Do you know what I mean? It's this moment of all the crap I thought I needed, I really don't need
0: it. An abundance of compassion and community and connection. An abundance of patience. Yeah. I mean, everything is heightened right now. So there's an abundance of some things that we do want and some things that we don't want. But I think that it is still possible to find lots and lots of the good things that you're looking for they might not be the things that you thought you were going to find in this year but there is still so much out there to be really kind of celebrating in your business
1: recently I found my brain going to doom and gloom like oh my god what if the worst happens what if we use all our savings what if I never make money ever again what if we're homeless and then I go the bravest thing I can do for myself right now is stay optimistic is to stay open and curious to what is possible, even in a year like this. And that is how I want to face this year. I want to face this year with optimism and trust and curiosity. And with the resilience of knowing I'm going to have to figure stuff out if I have to figure stuff out, um, make adjustments whatever that looks like. But I don't want to be defeatist when the year's not even happened yet. Yeah, Just because we've all been hit in the face with this crazy
0: situation. It's tempting, isn't it? And I think it's so interesting what you said about impatience. Jen and I were talking before this call about a principle that Brooke Castillo teaches. I'm taking one of her coaching qualifications at the moment and she talks about how everything in life is 50-50. So we think that things will get better, like if we lose weight or if we get a job or if we win the lottery. but the reality is that your problems change, but they're still fifty percent of the time is brilliant, and fifty percent of the time is not so brilliant. And when we're impatient to get to somewhere else, we're impatient to get to like the point in our business where we can do something else, we're impatient to make more money. it's because we think it's going to be better when we get there. We think that once something changes, our life will get easier or our pain will get less or our discomfort will get less. And for me, it brings me so much peace to think, actually, it will still be 50-50. Like, it might be a different 50%. It might not be hard in the same ways, but it'll be hard in different ways. So what is the 50% right now that is good for me personally that I can really kind of find in the moments that I'm going through right now? And just be here and be present and do the work that needs doing right now instead of always looking to the future and being like, oh, but when I get there, that's when things will be easier. Yeah. Another
1: mantra I have a lot of my clients is, let's not try and solve future potential problems that only future of us can solve. Yeah, How many of us spend time in our heads worrying about 18 months from now a potential problem? And especially in this time when we feel so wildly out of control, we want to, this is why this is why we love setting goals at the start of the year because it helps us feel like we have some control over yeah. our life. And, and you know what? What's that quote? Uh, like God laughs when you are making plans. Or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, and like Corona could have not happened, but our letter writer could have been hit by a car and been in traction in hospital for six months, heaven forbid, or you know, won the lottery and thrown a goals out the window, or had an unexpected pregnancy, or like life throws stuff at us and. When we make intentions for the year, all they really are are our ideas from the beginning of what we would quite like to do. And I think having a loose grip, and Jen, I know you're so good at this, a really gentle hold on our goals and our deadlines and our expectations of ourselves so that we're able to kind of, on the one hand, keep them as really important and honor them, but also be really willing to go, actually, it doesn't matter at all. And I can let go of that and I can make new goals at any time and finding that balance where you can tread that line and kind of, it's like Elizabeth Gilbert says in Big Magic, like holding it both sacred and profane at the same time.
1: Yeah. And if we get into the nitty gritty of this, you know, Sarah in her letter, she says, you know, she had certain financial targets for the year. She wanted to expand her offerings, treat herself more of a business and a freelancer. The only thing that might be affected this year is having the same potential as she would in this year without coronavirus, of meeting her financial goals. However, nothing is stopping her developing new offerings, sharing her stories and ideas, doing the work with any client she does currently have. Like, nothing is stopping us working towards whatever business goals we set for ourselves. And actually, how many businesses would benefit from the gift of just six to 12 extra months of market, of like sowing seeds time? Right.
0: And that's why I was so excited to be selling 15 Minute Magic right now because I was like, this is the gift of like time to do all of this stuff that, to be honest, like most of the prompts I wrote for 15 Minute Magic are things I wished I'd had taken the time to do at the very beginning of my business because most of us are just running to keep up in the day-to-day. So like taking time right now to really go deep in those areas that are important it will be a gift to your future self, even if it doesn't feel like one right now.
1: I think the bravest thing we have to do right now is to not be reactive in any ways. We don't need to be like, yes, if you're like some, like I've got clients who own like physical dance studios. <laughs> That's how it been shut down for a while. I've got clients who do tourism tours. That's going to be affected. You know, if you do, if you're a wedding photographer or a wedding florist or a caterer, you have some immediate things you need to react to that you need to put in place. However, that reactivism doesn't need to pass over into changing your entire business structure and plan. Yeah. And I think the bravest thing we can do is really ground ourselves in, okay, what needs dealing with now because of a crisis affecting certain infrastructures? And then how can I breathe and stay focused on still serving my business and creating as much possibilities for it as I can create? Because nothing is actually stopping us doing that. And I think it's adjusting our expectations for the year, grieving, grieving for maybe how possible we felt things could be but also staying optimistic no one knows what the world's going to look like 6 months from now possibilities are still on the table and i don't think we're going to show up if we tell ourselves oh this year is just going to be crap i'd rather hope than not hope
0: yeah and i do have lots of optimism for the other side of this i have optimism that as a Globe, we will be changed by it and things will be better and maybe we'll be more compassionate and maybe this is like an evolution of how some of us treat one another. So if I'm able to extend that optimism to like all of my fellow humans, I can definitely also extend it to my business. And I think what really keeps me going is this idea of, there's a quote I really love from a a Danish poem that says, within you is a world of spring. And it's that idea that like we can always start back up again whatever we used to get us to where we are now was our creativity and our brains it wasn't the nitty-gritty of like how our business looks in the day-to-day it wasn't that price point and that course selling at that time or any of those things it was us and we've still got that asset that asset has not changed so even if the circumstances keep changing and keep challenging us we still have all the tools we've always had to meet them and to create something that works for the reality that we're living in.
1: I think it's really important. I was just thinking to myself as you were sharing that, that let's not catastrophize what actually has been taken away from us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, we have, you know, is it a quarter of the world is in lockdown right now? Something in like In some that. form of 40% lockdown. 40% maybe? I don't know. So something, something's happening. Like some, you know, many of us are, many people have lost the ability to go to work. Many people have lost the ability to actually do their work. Many people, um, you know, a lot of people have died, a lot of people are fighting for their life, like, there's a whole spectrum here of what has been taken away from us, but no one's taken away your ability to express yourself, to be creative, to be thoughtful, to take care of yourself, like, unless you're in, you're actually in a situation where you currently can't do that right now, but, like, let's be honest with ourselves about... What has
0: actually not, like what we still have available to us. How fortunate are we that this happened in the age where so many of us have digital businesses? And I think, like, probably most people listening to this are like us and have a substantial portion of their business online. Like, that's incredibly lucky. I know there's plenty of people out there who don't have that. Or even if this had happened sort of 10 years ago when people were s- still adapting to the whole idea of the internet, like, where would people have been?
1: Yeah. And I know Sarah asked in this question, you know, what, do you have any suggestions about what businesses such as mine could work on when client work might not be coming in for some time? So many. (laughs) Well, I think it's like, well, what's your big vision for your business? And it sounds to me like Sarah made a vision. She had this vision of abundance and what she wanted to work towards. So then ask yourself, well, what would future me be so grateful for the seeds yes. I could sow in this time? And it probably could look like creating content, you diving deeper into your own personal exploration of what you want your work to be. You, There's an abundance of things. And again, back to the word abundance. Yeah. <laughs> there's an abundance of things you can do with this time. And I think it's... um I also want to have a caveat here, though. If anyone's... I think I've seen a lot of stuff online that's like, oh, you can do so much with this time. Mm. And I think that's all very true. However if your mental health is really struggling right now, or if you're facing some real serious hardship financially in your family, or if you've got to really be dealing with some health situations, you have permission to also say, nah, no productivity right now.
0: Totally, totally. Like you have permission to do whatever is gonna get you through this in the healthiest and happiest way possible. This is gonna sound like a plug and I don't mean it to be, but I have a free deck of printable prompt cards that are for 15 minutes activities you can do for your business from 15 Minute Magic and I would suggest that maybe Sarah goes and grabs those if she's not already just to kind of get ideas of the kind of things because once you start to kind of list all the things you would have loved to have done for your business it could even be stuff like setting up canned response replies in your inbox so that they're there and then Future you, who is going to be swamped with admin because your business is in a next stage of abundance, is going to be so glad that you have all of your responses just ready to go. There are 101 things, and I don't think anyone can tell you which ones are more important than the others, but thinking about that shift from business to freelancer, like that's really just a mindset shift and then possibly a slight branding and website shift. There is no part of that that requires the rest of the world to join in. It's all going to have to happen for Sarah first before it happens for anybody else
1: yeah maybe abundance right now for Sarah it might not look like the blooming of abundance but maybe it looks like sowing seeds of future abundance but I really don't want to say to everyone listening right now that your ability to make money has just disappeared out the window this year
0: I don't believe that and I think we have no evidence for it yet it's just a thought isn't it We're in the eye of the storm right now. Yeah. And so what really I think is happening right now is we're all panicking and scared, understandably. And so a lot of us are not wanting to spend money right now because we're not sure what the future is going to look like. But, you know, just a month or so from now, I think we're going to have a lot more clarity on what our day-to-day financial situation looks like. We're going to stop feeling shocked and scared. It's going to start to feel like the new normal and so the money that we're maybe not spending right now because we're sort of hoarding it like we are toilet roll we're going to be more free to start investing in different ways so for anyone who's frightened that their sales have dried up or slowed down right now I wouldn't take that as a measure or a metric of what they're going to be for the whole of this period I think it's going to fluctuate with our thoughts with our emotions and with the actual cash flow that people are getting
1: Yeah, I actually think there's a difference between having a business issue and a cash flow issue. And I think there's lots of, there's a spectrum here, but I think a lot of people have probably got a cash flow issue, whereas they've got work that's postponed, but will be picked back up, especially if you do anything in person. I'm thinking especially of the wedding industry here. Yeah. Like, that work will be picked up in the future. And oh my gosh, it's
0: going to be so busy because of all the ones that had to cancel over these prime months, trying to cram back in. So there'll be opportunities to make back the money for some people. And of course the government in the, here in the UK, I know are offering some bridging loans for people who need to get through that period. Well, I think,
1: you know, Sarah asked, what do you suggest for focusing my energy and efforts moving forward? And I think the thing here is a lot of business goals are built around what you want to achieve. I want this much clients, I yeah. want this much growth. And to be honest, okay, here, I've said this probably before on the podcast, your business doesn't give a flying crap about what you want from me. <laughs> yes. Your business is like, hey, I'm a baby who I need nurturing in the world and you need to put me out there and let's see what I'm capable of. Do you get what I mean? Like,
0: It's a like, breathing, living thing that yeah. has its own mind
1: almost. So if your goals are all rooted on what you want to come back from your business this year, in general i would never put that as your main goals because i think it's much better to say well what do i want to achieve then what is my intention to actually action that to see how i can make that possible and sarah may but have
0: done that in the more kind of granular details yes. of her planning
1: but for anyone listening i would say right now the, i think the best thing we can do is say well how can i nurture my business in this time so that even if this is a fallow period and when i say period it could be a month two months three months four months we don't know what that looks like how can i be on the other side of this stronger than ever because just because people might not be buying from you right now doesn't mean they're not engaging with you doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they're not reading your content doesn't mean they're not building a relationship with you that in the future could lead to a paying client or customer no one's stopping us from doing that work
0: right and this is the spring you know within you is a world of spring and it's goes back to the seasons of business, doesn't it? and right now this is maybe a more extreme season than some of us are used to weathering. but I love thinking about how um, I've probably talked about this before I think I did a blog post on it, but like the blossom trees in my village that flower once a year so spectacularly and like the pavements are covered in petals, it's like a wedding every day and then the rest of the year, they're just kind of there, like you wouldn't even notice them. And in winter, they look completely dead and dormant, like nothing is ever going to come from them. But all of those parts of the year are just as important to that tree surviving as the part where it looks fantastic to everybody on the outside. Like it would not exist if it didn't have all of those fallow periods, those periods of rest. I don't know if that's helpful to anyone else, I'm big on my metaphors, but for me, it reminds me that actually like the growth, is not the only part of being a business like surviving is an absolutely essential goal that really we should probably all stick at the top of our list but we kind of try and take it for granted to just keep moving forwards it's
1: hard like this it's really it's hard to be a human in the world and it's also hard to be a human in the world who has no infrastructure behind you in your career but then we get all the bone like we then we get all the freedom and all that stuff but but like The thing that, it's not bringing me solace at all, what I'm about to say, but it's just, I guess it helps me feel less alone, is that everyone in all corners of the working world are being affected by this. This is not a personal attack on self-employed businesses. (laughs) Like, everyone in every industry is being affected. And I think we're so in the eye of the storm right now, that I think, yes, you have to adjust in the present moment. But I also, I really want to encourage everyone listening to hold on to some optimism, because We don't know what's going to happen next. But if you've got this far in business, you have just as much
0: of a shot
1: of thriving on the other side of this as anybody else does.
0: Absolutely. And thriving can look like so many things that maybe you can't even picture right now. I think we also have to be really careful and not spend too much time believing our own thoughts. Because in times of panic like this, I know my brain starts to provide me with all kinds of awful thoughts that it tells me are true. And it helps me so much to just remember to take a step back and be like, huh, my brain thinks that this is going to happen or that this is what's happening right now. And recognize that distinction between like the stuff my brain is churning out and actually what's true in the wider world.
1: Yeah. And maybe thriving in this season is going to look different than what we wanted it to look like. But I think we you know, we we have all faced some hardships in life, whatever they could be. I always say, like, I'm not grateful for the things that have happened to me in my life that shouldn't have happened, but I, I'm grateful for who I became in the face of them. Yeah. And I don't think anyone is going to be grateful for a virus that has killed as many people as it's already killed. But I think we do have the possibility to be grateful for, for what we did and who we became in the face of all of this. That is that is the role of being a human being in the world is, you know, no one promised us an easy life. No. But we have consciousness. So we get to choose what we do with the cards that are handed to us. And I think, um I just don't want to crawl my way through this. I don't want to wake up every day and feel like life is too hard to get out of bed for. Um, I need to hold on to some optimism. And I think in terms of goals, I think you can shift them, you can adjust them, but no one's saying you have to throw them out the window. If you, you know, if you say for someone listening to this, you know, if we think of pretty typical words of the year that people choose, I know a lot of people choose like courage and bravery. Well, maybe that just is adjusting to what courage and bravery looks like now in this unforeseen situation there's no
0: better time to test and practice the act of being courageous and brave like you know that phrase when people say if it's too loud turn it up well we're at full volume now so like if you can do it here you can do it anywhere
1: yeah how are you adjusting mentally for this year Sarah as 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 we're in the eye of the storm
0: I am connecting to the goals that still feel achievable that still feel exciting so products I want to create, you know, small digital products that I know I can now have the time to do in a way that I probably wouldn't have otherwise had. Finding the things that make me still want to get out of bed in the morning. I think that that's just essential for my own mental health. And I think there is still a role to be had for goal setting at a time like this. We can't look very far ahead. But even if that's just setting kind of a really clear goal for the week, even for the day, and if you think about like how our brains work and when we set goals in advance, we're using that prefrontal cortex, we're using the part of our brain that is our most human self and it's it understands the big picture. When we try and decide in the moment, it's much more using our primitive like chimp brain and that's the brain right now that I can't afford to listen to because my chimp brain right now is like, hide under the bed stockpile toilet roll (laughs) like we're all gonna die and if I spend too much time only listening to that part of myself I end up very quickly getting into a really negative spiral so setting goals from that more human part of my brain means that when I get up in the morning right there on the page is something I've written for myself in advance that even when my chimp brain starts chattering away I can sit down and I can just get to work on something that I know I chose from a place of calm and clarity instead of from a place of panic.
1: And, you know, for anyone listening who does have work still booked in, but maybe the fear is getting work booked in for the future. I mean, I'm pretty much fully booked for a big chunk of the rest of the year. And so for me, my number one priority is my clients in my business. They're always the number one priority. But even now more than ever, it's not just my priority to show up for them. It's like, how do I show up as my best self for them? Because that is where my business lives and breathes in those conversations with those amazing people. And then similar to Sarah, it's like, okay, this is a great time for me to create some of these things I've been meaning to create. Because maybe, A, it's a way for me to be of service to my audience at a more affordable price point. But B, also for me, I'd I'd rather live in the optimism of creating right now energetically rather than in the feeling of kind of waiting for the inbox to do something for me. But if it helps, like I am really taking this a month, max a quarter at a time because we have no idea where this is going I think the biggest thing I'm trying to do is hold on to a deep sense of trust that I've got this, that whatever happens next, I will figure this out. Because, you know, I, I I've said it before, like no one's gonna do our life or a business for us. And no one can do the hardest moments of our life for us. And even though this is a collective struggle, it, it has its own personal implications. And I think it's this moment of taking a big deep breath and knowing that I'm not alone. You know, I have my husband, I have my friends, I have my family, I have, you know, the wider community of the world, but trusting I can get through this, even if it's messy to get through this. Yes. I will be here on the other side because, you know, there there is no giving up. There, like, life continues until our life ends.
0: I think as well, like, I don't know if this is just how my brain works, but there's a part of me that is always looking for a puzzle to solve, like, is always open to a challenge. And so when I'm able to turn down the volume on all of the fear and the panic and the what-ifs and just look at the situation with clear eyes and be like, okay, so here is the exact situation I'm in right now. How do I best show up for people? What do people need that I can create? How can I provide value? How can I just make a difference to one person's day? And as soon as I start thinking about that, I'm into that creative headspace. All of the ideas start flowing. I've got stuff I feel energized and enthusiastic and excited about. And I then go out and do stuff of value in the world and that builds its own momentum. And connecting to that kind of how do I make the most of this, not just for me, but for everybody around me, I think it it sounds, if we're not careful, it can sound kind of almost mercenary, like, how do I make the most of this situation? But it's, if we're not trying to get the best out of every given moment in our life, then we can, then that's when we can start to slip into defeatist mindsets, I think.
1: I also think, like, focusing too much on how hard this is for ourselves at some point is a deep spiral of misery, like I think there's joy to be found in stepping outside of ourselves and whether you do that for your business or whether you do that by you know the community volunteer effort that in this country how many people signed up the other day oh, something
0: amazing like
1: 400,000 I couldn't do it because I'm high risk so it's safer for me to stay home which is a frustrating thing when when you when you want to be someone who can help but I don't know if I said this earlier in this episode or in the past episode that we recorded that went out today but like I feel like it's my biggest job to be a calm safe space mm-hmm. so that's my job to take care of myself so that when I show up for others where it's whether it's through my business or in my life and I'm and I'm not saying that I'm not leaning on people in my life when I need to lead on them but I mean like you know trying to be someone who can encourage and support others through this because we're gonna get through it at some point we will find a new normal and we will have an opportunity to maybe thrive again in more financial terms in a business and no one's saying you can't right now but we don't have as much control as we think we do in the first place this is just reminding us of that
0: i was thinking that like when we said earlier the only difference for sarah's goals are between what she thought could have achieved if this hadn't happened but that year never existed right like it only existed in her head it was just a thought and now it's a different thought
1: how many people set lofty goals and don't reach them and feel crushed when the setting of the lofty goal was the setting themselves up to fail in the first place. And
0: how many people achieve amazing things with no forethought or planning behind it. So one of the things that I'm doing right now with my community is i was thinking what do people really need like there's so much out there there's already so much advice i don't want to write another article on working from home and i thought the thing that keeps me going is creativity and getting to the end of the day and being like i've made something that didn't exist before so i'm doing a photo challenge where people just get like a prompt a week to go and take a picture and it's been such a joyful abundant experience to see these little windows into everybody's lives I would never have done that if this hadn't happened. I wouldn't have got around to it. I would have been too busy doing other things. And now this beautiful thing exists in my world that is connecting me to my community more than ever. For me, it's like finding the 50%, even in coronavirus, the 50-50, like what is the 50% of goodness in this that I can still find and be a part of in any way possible.
1: Yeah, and if your version of that is offline, if it's, you know, I've spoke more to my parents the past few days. Yeah. I'm going to be really honest. Like, my current instinct is I have no desire to spend more time on the internet than I already do. And it's not because I don't value connection and community and everything people share, but my energy is just pulling me to be, you know, I spend a lot mm-hmm. of energy every week on calls with my clients. And the rest of the time, I, I just had this desire to, to be with my people outside of work. Yes. So I just want to also put a caveat, like, and I think that'll shift and change. It's different have weeks for
0: everyone I... as well, right? Like... Yeah, you'll have weeks where you want to, sp- I just got a, a big
1: permission slip to people that you get to listen to yourself and your own inner a compass right now. And it's okay if it shifts from week to week, but we, we got to take care of ourselves because these are really unnerving times, but no one says that you can't, so beautiful seeds in your business right now. No one says that you can't do really, like, you're doing your coach training at the moment. Like, no one says you can't do beautiful development work. No one says that you can't explore your creativity. Like, we are still have the control that we had beforehand. Obviously, there's a caveat here that many of you listening, day-to-day life may have been upended. You might have your children home now. You might have not have this usual childcare support that you had before. Especially, you know, if anyone listening to this is, isn't is having the caring support that they have for any care, people they care for. I know that is it's huge. something I can't even imagine what that's yeah. like, you know. Any, I, we have to put in here that we're, we're talking from some place of privilege of what people have available to them. But I guess just going to Sarah's letter, she doesn't seem to be asking any baseline human needs. She's asking more, you know, top level mindset needs in the business. Yeah, And
0: I think it still applies regardless, right? It's still about having compassion with yourself, being realistic about what's possible right now and finding a way that you can add value in a way that feels good to you. And so if you are up to your neck in caring for children with additional needs and have zero time maybe the way that you you get through that is you know going out and watering your plants in the evening and your neighbors get to see your flowers growing and that can be your goal like your goal doesn't have to be I'm gonna build a mailing list and create 12 Mm opt-ins like it can look so different for everybody else but the the principles of it I really feel strongly about this I guess this is my 50 minute magic thing it's like I've spent so many days in my life stuck at home because of my health unable to achieve any of the things I wanted to achieve on my to-do list and I guess this is my example of a business overcoming adversity for Sarah as well because what I realized is if I go to sleep at night and the day has been completely void of any achievement I don't feel good and it's really bad for my mental health it starts to feel like groundhog day you know nothing ever changes I don't get anything done I don't even manage to make the tea so what I started to do was set myself This rule that I never go to bed without having made a step forwards on my goal and sometimes that step is so tiny when when I was really poorly it would be like I did a google search on my phone and found the names of three types of software I could use that was that was the extent of it but it meant that there was always this sense of progress and achievement and growth and momentum and I wish that for everybody not because I think that we have to be like focus on our business all the time it can be personal growth it can be emotional growth but because I think as humans it's just how we are wired we need to see evolution and we need to know that our days matter
1: yeah and I also just want to put caveat here only because I've been living in this recently um anyone who kind of is on my newsletter list or like follows my work will know that I kind of disappeared from the internet a little bit in like <laughs> February and January and I've just I've had a lot of stuff going on in kind of the health side of my life yes and I had you know quarter one for me this year was just getting through the day in many ways and doing the work i had committed to my business and outside of that you know I didn't achieve much with my days because I was in business because I was doing other things yeah, in my life. yeah. and I just want to say also if you're in a time right now where it's sometimes it is okay to say, you know, what momentum and growth can come in the future if I'm surviving or if my focus is pulled somewhere else. And I think Sarah's advice is beautiful and fantastic, but I also know that there's been times of my life where if I heard that, I'd kind of yeah, just be you're a bit right. like it's just one thing
0: too many. Yeah, completely. So I think
1: it's what wherever you are right now, it's okay to be wherever you are and however you are because the thing I held on to during, you know, having a month right where I just could not show up apart from my client calls like that was the only thing I was doing in my business I knew this I knew that my energy was going to come back again I knew that I'd have the space for more when I had the space for more like we have not recorded this podcast for for three four months because of me (laughs) and Sarah's just been like waiting for me to come back to be able to do this and I'm ready now to come back and do it and so I just if this fallow period of financial potential in business also if you're also having that energetically, that's okay. And also if you're like, you know what, I want to write my book. I want to write my book proposal. I want to write that script. I want to do those paintings. Like that's also cool. If you're like, yep, I need 15 minutes a day to commit to myself. That's cool. It's all cool. You need a permission slip right now to give yourself whatever you need. And it's all okay because it's not static, right? Completely. We have seasons of productivity. We have seasons of slowing down. It's we're all on whatever journey we're supposed to be on is all I wanted to say oh I'm, I'm like projecting there because I had such a like an energetically slow first no quarter.
0: I'm really glad you did thank you for saying that because you're right and it's really I mean I share that just as like a brain tip for living in my brain and it might be very different for other people like that's very personally what what works for me. And it may actually now I'm thinking about it being a slight ADHD thing as well because I never like to not be doing something that achieves things. Like <laughs> I can't watch TV unless I'm also plucking my eyebrows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. This is why I love our friendship because I'm like not very achievement driven. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Whereas I'm like, give me the results or it didn't happen. <laughs> so
1: So I think it's just I don't know. I guess what we're saying is give yourself what you need. And I'm really trying, I feel like it's my job right now, especially as a coach of my clients, to not enable catastrophization. Yes. I think we need to be realistic about what this is. I think I think most families, these past few weeks, have had to have some very honest financial conversations in their households. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it takes a lot of privilege to not have to say to yourself, okay, how are we going to get through yeah. this? And I don't how know many people with that privilege. Completely. So everyone's had to probably sit down, look at the budget, look at how they're going to get through it. That's the main thing I've been talking about with all my friends, yeah. is like how we're all getting through this. But on a bigger scale... We don't know what this is going to look like. We we don't know if it's going to slow down business. We don't know how it's going to be. So I really think we owe it to ourselves not to only try and problem solve the worst case scenario. We have to be, it was that phrase like, um, prepare for the worst, hope for the best.
0: Yes, yes. And I think it's interesting, actually, I haven't had that moment of catastrophizing yet. It may still be ahead of me. But I think obviously there's a big part in that in I have a savings buffer so I feel an extra level of security in that for sure but I think also maybe it's also because I've been watching this coming for so long in my ridiculous internet capacity of reading all the things and so at no point have I had any doubt that this is going to pass I think that's really what it's given me that longer view is like I saw it coming I've seen it hit and I see it evolving and I've seen it the places that had it earlier and how they are coming out the other side of it and if anyone needs that perspective, like it's it's there to be found online. And I think it helps me remember that this is just another season, another evolution. And it's moving, even as we're talking now, even by the time this podcast goes out, it will be a different situation to the one that we were recording this in.
1: And if all we need to do right now is breathe and just hold on to whatever sense of stability we can find, and if we just need to hug the people we love, if we're allowed to, for <laughs> we can hug the pets. Um, and if you then just need to find a way to come back to a sense of trust or optimism, even acceptance, you know, because it's, it's, we're all going to be affected in some capacity and some of it we can't control. So there's going to be many layers of also acceptance and and, and grieving and, and moving past that. But we're going to get through this. I believe that I like no one is taking our ability to create, to innovate, to express. We're going to get through this and we don't know what this looks like yet. So let's try and not catastrophize or make predictions that don't feel actually rooted in anything let's just be prepared for this like this is when we all have to like really really like put on our like business pants (laughs) or skirts whatever you like mine's hot pants mine's yoga pants (laughs) and just like okay this is what it means to steer your own ship we're gonna have to face this and we're gonna face it together but no one is stopping you from sowing beautiful seeds and from open keeping yourself open to beautiful possibilities and I'm rooting for every single one of you. My biggest hope is that we're all still here on the other side of this and we have even more opportunity on the other side of this to thrive in the ways that we want to thrive. And maybe thriving looks different right now. Maybe thriving right now is like inhabiting our bodies and learning to breathe through anxiety and reconnecting with our communities and with our creativity and seeing that we can survive the most unprecedented of world crises together. And if you're struggling or if you're struggling and being okay at exactly the same time, which I think is what most of us are doing, like I'm right there with you and I'm pretty sure Sarah is too and just... Completely, completely.
0: Maybe we are the blossom tree in winter and it looks like there's nothing going on, but around the corner is a whole new spring. Stay
1: open to possibilities is what I'd say. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I love what you said about acceptance. Just hearing you say that word kind of made something in me settle and calm because I think that that... It's the place that we need to all get to eventually, right? Like we can try and deny it, we can try and fight it, we can try and argue against it. But in the end, just accepting this reality and looking at it and going, Okay, you're here. This is what is now. How do I choose to show up? And and taking that day by day, accepting whatever comes is gonna be the thing that brings us the most peace and comfort.
1: And whatever hard decisions you have to make, it's love yourself through that. Yes. If you have to borrow money, if you have to, have to take a bank loan, if you have to sell something, if you have to like sell your car or if you have to take a mortgage freeze, like whatever you have to do to survive this unprecedented situation, love yourself through it because you couldn't have been prepared for this and you can bounce back and... On the other side of this still being here is what we'll be grateful for. like everything there's a Marie folio book that came out a few months ago and she says everything is figure outable yeah. and if it's not figure outable, then it's there's two reasons why it's not figure outable but I can't remember them but <laughs> we can get through this and I'm really sorry for anyone who's just really struggling right now because because I think we all can see whatever support systems we have in place, whether you're able to get um, support from the government, whether you have a savings account to use, whether you have a partner's income, whether you have families able to help you, whether you whatever it looks like for you, or if you're borrowing money from the bank, we all have an end of the road. And the more privileged of us will have a further end of the road, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
0: But it's the same road for everyone.
1: But we can all imagine what it would be like to really be facing the bottom of and the... It, and
0: I, it's kind of random, right? Like I said this to you last night, didn't I? Like it's a combination of like privilege, but also just random look and the choices that we made before we knew that we were choosing so like it's completely indiscriminatory in who is being hit by this and so there's no point in blaming ourselves I've seen I've seen a lot of people kind of being like oh you should have had more savings and all of that nonsense but it's like nobody knew this was coming and if even if we'd known it was coming we wouldn't have known what decisions to take in advance
1: prepared for this and it's not personal that's the thing I keep reminding myself like for example if our businesses and when I say "our," oh, I mean me Sarah everyone listening take a hit from this it's not a commentary on our business it's a commentary on the economy or a commentary on literally what is allowed or not allowed in society right now
0: which is why a conservative government of all people are bailing out small business owners and paying them because they're acknowledging that this isn't a failing of the small businesses it's a failing of the big big picture. We have to
1: love ourselves through this and take any shame out of whatever situation we might find ourselves in because I think many families are going to have to make some tough choices and I know that, you know, I have savings but they run out at some point so I know me and my family, like me and my husband are going to have to, there's a road where we would have to make tough decisions and I think, I hope is that the majority of us aren't pushed into that point and I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that we can all be like Phoenixes. And rise from the ash. and rise from whatever ashes we feel like we find ourselves in. Because I don't know if I said this in this episode or the last episode, but like this will be a footnote in all of our stories. It will not be a def- if it's going to define us. It's going to define us for the right reasons because it'll make us stronger. It'll make us braver. It'll make us more compassionate. But yeah, I I'm just rooting for every single one of you. And I and if if this is a season of survival, that's okay. And if you're thriving right now and you feel really bad (laughs) that everything's okay for you, don't. Like we all add to the economy at different stages in different
0: ways. Absolutely. I guess my final thing to Sarah would be she asked about whether there were examples of businesses thriving in adversity. And my answer is if businesses could not survive and thrive through adversity, no businesses would exist. Like this right now is a collective adversity and that's unusual that we're all having the same experience, give or take, at the same time. But there are infinite numbers of people out there who have had to continue growing their business through personal adversity, through health adversity, financial adversity, discrimination, all of the layers and layers of difficulty that people face in their lives. And if anything, I think it helps us become better business owners in the long run. It's horrible and it's hard and I wish it didn't happen. But, you know, if every day was sunny, we wouldn't even know to appreciate the sunshine
1: and I think it helps drill down what's most important you know I think when you go through hard things you see on the other side what you really need and what really matters to you and it could be a gift for all of our businesses to have an opportunity to truly get perspective on what we want and need from these little like businesses we've brought into the world and just yeah this can be hard and full of possibilities at the same time
0: right exactly no, there's no black and whites in any of the answers, I think, right now. It's it's getting comfortable with the grey. And I'm sending so much love and support in whatever way I can to all of you. You know where to find me and Jen online. And I am always up for a chat if you need someone to talk to or just to tell you you're not alone.
1: Yeah, and you're just not alone. Like, everyone, listen to this. Everyone is in this boat together, even though we've all got to figure out our own situations in our own ways. But, yeah, I... Um and we're going to be here we're going to be putting episodes up every couple of weeks any questions like send them our way my hope is that a few years from now these episodes never need to be listened to because we'll never find ourselves in this
0: situation there'll always be adversity though there will always be different things and it will i mean that's the point isn't it like it might not look like this but i bet there'll always be people who go crap Everything I thought was going to happen this year is out the window. What do I do now? And hopefully some of what we said here is useful. Although I, I also feel like the caveat here is I reckon even by the time this goes up, I'll be like, damn it, I should have said this and I should not have said that. Cause we're figuring it out.
1: We literally literally have no clue what we're doing in some capacity right now. We are just I also think it's a good reminder that life isn't out of our control. And I the best gift I've given myself in my business over the years is to not hold too tightly on what I want to happen because you then get very stuck in your business. So I think it's also, for anyone feeling right now very frustrated that their plan has gone out the window, your plan was going to go out the window anyway in some version or another. There is some magic in letting you and your business go on a journey together and see what's possible together. And it's just that the road right now is looking, you've got to choose optimism right now because it's not going to be handed to you as much as it usually is yes if that makes sense choose
0: optimism whenever you can and be kind to yourself when you can't
1: yeah and we're here we're just we're here for you guys and we're rooting for you and I am yeah just we're here I don't have any other words I'm getting sleepy now
0: okay let's end it here if you want to submit a question to us you can go to lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and send your questions or your thoughts or whatever you're going through our way and we will be back in two weeks with another episode
1: take good care of yourselves and I just I hope all your loved ones are as safe as they can be in this very scary time but yeah just rooting for every single one of you
0: lots of love guys bye You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We're going to be sharing new episodes. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.